Almost every human culture from around the world has stories of cities that are hidden beneath the ground. From the mythic city of Agartha, set to lay at the center of the earth, or the shining city of Shambhala that is rumored to be buried at the heart of the Himalayas. For most of history, these cities were thought only to exist in myth and folklore. As archaeology has evolved with better techniques to peer into the depths of the planet, many lost cities have recently been rediscovered, many of them laying deep within massive caves and cavern networks. Most of these magnificent cavern cities have their place in the historical record and seem to have been crafted with incredible intricacy and mapped and planned out as well as any surface dwelling. And yet, there are other cities that defy explanation and hold no place in the histories of their region. Why were these amazing underground dwellings built? What were the inhabitants hiding from? Do the histories of some of these sites go further back than originally thought? This case file, the theorists bring the theories straight from the underground in Underground Cities. To Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 96 Ancient Underground Cities. Okay. <laughs> I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. Oh, yeah, yeah, Not yeah. gonna lie, forgot what we were talking about for a split second. How to think about it. <laughs> been a good Friday. Um, it's been a good Friday. It has been an excellent Friday. One. We're recording on Friday, which we don't normally do. It's been a while. It's been quite a time, a while. Mm. Secondly, if you're not on our Patreon already, get on it. We are now live streaming our recordings, so you can listen in live. So you know you get a peek behind the curtain and expose us for the true ugly selves we are. <laughs> you can listen to how the sausage is made. Yeah. It's a, All the ums and ahs that are unedited <laughs> now on Patreon. It's a stepping stone to a, a video a video live stream, which will come eventually when we don't start uh, hating ourselves. When we get professional makeup artists. Yeah. <laughs> I need that or some like some. I'm gonna have to do like Facebook filters the whole time or Snapchat filters constantly. <laughs> I'm just gonna do the the stretch face the whole time. That filter. Oh yeah, that's a, I like that one. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to chat with you when you're looking like that. Um, also, uh, June 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, uh, we're going to AlienCon. We got our own panel. Yeah. Uh, we don't know the date yet, which one of those days it's going to be. Um, but if you're in the area or you're thinking about going to AlienCon, do it. What else, is, what else works with that? Um, what's our... We have a promo code. Uh, say, you got to tell them the promo code. I don't remember what it is. Oh, theory. Uh, theory at checkout or www.thealiencon.com slash theory gets you a cool 10% off. Is that it? I think that's so. That was great. Great ad Did there. forget something? That was great. No, that's it. Next up, Space news. 
you got? Let's see. First I had... Oh, former NASA chief scientist says humans could be on Mars in five years. I'm like, okay. That's, I'm guessing that's just like for NASA uh, because I guess, you know, private agencies could reach that probably quicker than that. What's Elon Musk's time frame? I don't know what is. He said something originally and he's pushed it a couple of times, but probably before that, I'd say. He's hoping at least. So, yeah, you know, could be within the, I'm, I'm thinking we're going to see it. I can't wait till we can all sit down and we're, you know, we're watching the, the Mars landing on TV. That, I think that'll be cool. Sit around the tube. You know what? We'll all have to go somewhere. Well, maybe we'll rent a pub for that or something and do a live show. Make it epic. The day they're landing on Mars. We'll get a whole time the sh- we'll get a whole group of flat earthers coming there to protest it too though. It's, make it even better. <laughs> That's all right. Prove it. Make for a fun evening. No, the flat earthers only say that Earth is flat. They know that the other planets are spheres because oh, they've been observed. They've been the, oh, right. Yeah, they've been observed yeah, to be true. round. That's correct. Just, um, on the topic of uh, Mars, this is this I love this one. NASA says. There's a very strong possibility that first man on Mars is a woman. Okay. Um, I was like, that's a pretty, you, you got a 50-50 guess at this point, yeah. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, 50-50. Like, <laughs> like your odds are pretty good. But um, I was, I thought that was funny. I was like, well, that's a, you know, could, I guess yeah, you're not wrong. It could be. <laughs> the chances, um, the chances there equally for, for both. Could be both at the same time. Yeah. You know, it should just be whoever does the most leading up like you know what i mean like if you have a space chimp on that flight and like he's the space chimp's just been like (laughs) really good for morale just throw him out first he kept the team together the he was the like the underdog the glue you know what i mean like he was the team guy let the team guy have it let the let the let the person who holds everyone together (laughs) no i think they mean that they're going to send an all-female uh mission crew (laughs) It'd probably be more be. probably be more efficient. I don't think there's gonna be like a rock, paper, scissors between the like mixed gender crew to be like who goes out first. Yeah, who's who's first? That's the only way that's the only fair way to solve it too, rock, paper, scissors. I'm just okay. That's out of five. I, yeah. yeah. I think it's weird not to send a mixed gender crew at all, ever. Like if you're just have if you're sending just like an all male crew or an all female crew, I'm like, there's gotta be good people from each gender that would you know what I mean, that would beat out some of the other people. To have a mixed gender crew, I don't think it would be like just best team all around, whoever that may we be. We don't need fem, you know. I don't need female Ghostbusters here. Just the best. <laughs> put the best astronauts up there. That's my yeah. The best. Who who's the best on the crew? Like that's yeah. It. That's that's who's going. That's who I want. Doesn't don't put who. me in there. Yeah, don't put Brain. Brain's out. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I'm out. Brain, <laughs> Brain and Zell are we're we're both out. Dan. Yeah. Yeah, Dan, you got a you're you're in the running, I would think. I'm like yeah, third string. You guys are like yeah. fourth string. <laughs> oh no, dude. No, we're, no. We're not even in the same don't, league. We don't pass a drug you're test. We're not even on the same sport. <laughs> I don't pass a drug test I, to be to be an astronaut. I'm out instantly. Gone. <laughs> chopped. I, I wouldn't trust myself learning how to fly a plane, man, let alone be in <laughs> space. No way. I was gonna okay, I, I got space news that I thought was space news until I read about one paragraph and I realized it was fake, but I'm gonna read it anyway. <laughs> I let me guess. I know what it is. You probably can know I what guess. It is. Yeah, you can guess. There's a planet out there made f- completely of cannabis. 
not made of cannabis, covered with marijuana is the title. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. How would you ever, how would you ever know this? How would, like, this has got to be, well, I was actually convinced at first until I read the first paragraph. And then it's like, planet X637Z-43 is 300% more potent in THC content than Earth. NASA scientists say that this new this new study will fu- will prove that will prove for younger people that space is much more interesting than not. Pretty much, it's like, oh, if there's cannabis on this planet, people will get to know it. Ha ha ha! Like, oh, this is stupid. But at first, I was so pumped on it. <laughs> Fake news. I saw that too, and then I was like, I was like, oh. I was like, read a little, and I was like, "Oh, this is fake." It goes down to like, "Oh yeah, the name for the name of the planet's uh, by two two million votes is Bob Marley." You're like, "Oh, get, get out of here, get out of fucking stupid, yeah, get out of town." It's fake space news would be cool. I I have read articles too that they think that THC is not just a not a, a molecule like just for this planet. They think it might be out in the solar system or farther, but not that a planet is completely an entire com- nebula made yeah. of THC. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, why not? Oh. Okay, now all of a sudden, Zelly's now an astronaut. You got weed, planet, <laughs> planet weed, planet weed <laughs> to boldly get blazed where no man has got blazed before. If the planet's made of weed, you send your best people up there. All right, <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Send uh, your best people. You know, uh, he's been training for years. <laughs> years. You can't if, if you've never smoked weed before. You know that first time when you get someone to smoke weed for the first time and they smoke like. Just a couple puffs, and they get just absolutely fucking obliterated. It's their first or second time. Imagine yeah. like having an astronaut who's never smoked before. He's like the smartest guy in the world. He sets foot on this planet. The whole atmosphere is just like fucking condensed with like THC. So as soon as you take a few breaths, you start getting stoned. Mission, All right, the mission's over instantly. It's gone. Hold on. First off, what kind of horse and pony show is NASA running where they're gonna let you step out of your space shuttle and take your fucking helmet off on this weird planet? <laughs> you never know. You never know what can happen. You're just gonna get fucking crack it open. They're all like, "Hey, let's. You know what? Let's try something crazy. Let's all go out here without our fucking you know helmets what? I, on." I disproved myself because that is true. Because so, if you send a bunch of stoners up with spacesuits and they know the planet's infested with a, like like concentrated with THC, they're gonna step off the plane and take off their helmet and probably die. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyways, that's fake news, so it doesn't even matter. Next. Um, air, air. Well, this is going to be old by the time this comes out. Air Force to submit Space Force transition plan by March twenty second. Um, so the Air Force, I, like, I, is the Air Force just going to be called the Space Force from now on, or are they like the Air Force is like transitioning part of their stuff to the Space Force? But anyways, they they need to get a memo ready. I guess some some sort of detailed plan, and they have till March 22nd to deliver the report to Acting Secretary Patrick Shanahan. <laughs> acting Secretary. We don't have an actual Secretary of Defense right now. Is we that bro- Acting Secretary. Is that brother of Brendan, yeah. Brendan Shanahan? Uh, I hope so. Probably not, though. Because mm. Brendan Shanahan, isn't he Canadian? Isn't he a good old Canadian boy? Good old Canadian boy, but it doesn't mean like... So you know, I don't think Patrick Shanahan would be that high in the U.S., uh, Unless we're invading, we're slow t- slow takeover. Yeah, infiltrating our our Canadian version of Pro- of Project Paperclip, Canadians into the U.S. Slowly yeah, taking it's over our one Operation at a time. Gladio, we're sneaking Canadians in high ranking <laughs> places. High ranking places take slowly taking over. They look just like us. It could be anyone. 
There's no way to the tell. The holy, the holy and trinity between Tim Hortons, <laughs> uh, NHL hockey, and the Canadian government. Project Gladier. Gladier. <laughs> um, that's all I got for space news. I don't have anything else. Dan, did you have any space news? Nope. Slow space news day. Why don't we fire up the old random Patron and put it in for? Uh, I want a UFO. Give me a UFO. Uh, Loading it up. Story. And we're thinking at it right now. UFO. Wow. I'm always amazed by how that baby purrs. Never get, I think it never sounds even better live than it does <laughs> afterwards. So um, what do we got here? We got, ooh, we've got a little uh, blimp UFO photograph. Fuck, I'm stupid. Photograph. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what word what I was going to try to say. I don't know. <laughs> I like... I didn't read the whole word, and I was just like phonetically going through it, and I was like, <laughs> "Photo, uh, photographed? <laughs> what is going on?" Okay, blimp um, UFO photographer. No, <laughs> photographer. Now I forgot how to say the word photograph. <laughs> Jesus, get out of here! <laughs> I forgot how to say the word. I forgot how to speak words. Can't speak words good hey, now. Braden, put, put down the pen. <laughs> right. Put down the vaporizer. Put it in the drawer. Dude, tries to charm put it me. in the drawer. Blimp. Lock the drawer. Dude, I don't even have it. I'm, I just can't <laughs> read. Liar. You know what? I'm, someone was like, maybe you should get your eyes checked. And I'm like, I think I can see. I just think I can't read aloud. Um, blimp UFO photographed all over Missouri. <laughs> I hope they don't have that word a whole bunch. Like now, I've got like a mental block about it. Uh, by Roger Marsh. All right, oh. all right. Jesus, that was a struggle. <laughs> what is going on? Oh, it is. I have to say it lots and lots. Oh, perfect. Everyone, fasten your seatbelts. Here we go. Photographing, photographing, photo. Okay. <laughs> a Missouri witness at Warento reported watching and photog- photographing. I can't see it. <laughs> and photo- photographing a blimp like dude i i have I a mental block i, I can't, I can't read stop it. i can't stop laughing <laughs> fucking losing it dude oh. i don't know why this is the weirdest thing i've never had this i have like a mental block you have thc uh no because like if i read it now. i would say like, photos that's how i say it photos ufo photos Okay. But if you had graphing at the end, I don't say I say it differently. I say photography. No, how do I say it? <laughs> you don't know. That's the best part. Photographing. Okay. Oh, you know when you laugh so hard you get like a bubble in your chest and it kind of hurts. <laughs> That's what's going on to me over here. All right, photographing. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, start again. God. I lost the start of the story already. Got to start again. Can we? Can we? I've thoroughly embarrassed myself on this one. Can we cut this out? <laughs> Fuck no way. This is gold. This is gold. Photographing? No, photography. <laughs> you're, now you're just doing it on purpose. Why do I keep saying it? Now you're it doing it on purpose. No, I, I'm not. Okay, I was all legit. I'm good. 
Okay, I'm starting over. This is not real. <clears throat> take two. Okay. Take two. All right, take two. All right. Okay. And <clears throat> blimp UFO um shut up just keep going with it a missouri witness at warento reported watching and photographing a blimp-like object near the tree line according to testimony in case 92800 from the mutual ufo network mufon if you will witness reporting database the witness was traveling northbound along Strax Church Road in Warren County at 11.15 a.m., June 19th, 2018. My business partner, driver, and I, passenger, were headed to our shop when I caught a quick glimpse of a rather large, blimp-like object over the tree line to the north... To the <laughs> Fuck, man. I'm focusing so hard on reading, I don't even know what I'm reading right now. Okay. Over the tree, shut the fuck up. I'm still recovering. From Over the, the tree start. line to the west northwest, at an estimated distance of about 1.5 miles. The witness stated, "I just, I can't. I have you got a it. terrible you got, you cadence got it. right now. You got it. You got it. Your cadence is great, man. <sighs> Keep going. Weird. Keep going." <laughs> I asked aloud if he had seen it, and his response was no. Upon reaching the next hill, we slowed to get a better look. Again, a brief glimpse of a nearby tree line obstructed view. The business partner agreed he saw the object as well. We both agreed it appeared to be in an area of the baseball fields to our northwest. Upon agreement to give chase toward ball fields. Okay, this is written weird. That's why I'm having a hard time. There's no like ands or thes. There's no connecting words. It's just written like someone who doesn't speak English. Okay. Um, That's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. It's not my reading. I'll defend this. I'll send the link to this. (laughs) Upon agreement to give chase toward ball fields. (laughs) Listen to that. Upon agreement to give chase toward ball fields, as our elevation (laughs) would allow, we maintain brief visuals of the object. It appeared as a dull color (laughs) with a rather reflective area in the center of the rear. Our estimation of size was very large, approximately 400 to 600 feet long and 75 to 100 tall with tapering aft. I don't know what a tapering aft is. Something like the back of a ship or something? It's the back, so it's like it's tapering off. It just kind of goes into an angle. And that's called an aft? Well, the aft is the back of something. Like oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, like after. <laughs> oh. As they pursued the object, they noticed the object had put significant distance between them in a matter of minutes. This is in quotes. He and I also noticed it now appeared more north than west, so we assumed it traveled north in that time. When we reached the ball fields, our view was now unobstructed. We located the object, which was now due west and a considerable distance from us. My business partner was able to zoom in maximum with his phone's camera. (laughs) Zoom in maximum. (laughs) Who says that? I was able to zoom in maximum maximum with with his phone's camera and got one photo just prior to the object pitching to about 40 degrees and disappearing behind the tree line a few hundred yards out in front of us. The object was never more than slightly above the tree line on the horizon of our view. 
so I have to assume it was less than 500 feet off the ground. Also, the profile never changed despite the noticeable changes in direction of travel. At the time of the photo, the skies were clear and the object was at what we believe to be max visibility at the time. The distance it was covering was remarkable. It disappeared from view and never returned. The entire event lasted four to five minutes. Missouri MUFON Chief Investigator Joe Palermo and State Director Debbie Ziegelmeyer closed the case as an unknown aerial object. Oh, thank God that's over. <laughs> oh, good story. That was. Was it? I don't know. I was. I was. <laughs> I didn't comprehend photography. What, what you what you photography. read? Photography, photographing. It's because I kept wanting to say pho- like photography, but yeah, you can't photography. I get you. <laughs> I don't know why I do you that. You got beaked on Discord. Someone said, can we get Braden hooked on phonics? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I think I'm too old to learn. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> too late. Uh, you're, st- you're stuck with it forever. It's all good. Oh, oh That's man. great. Made my you night. know what? Oh, that was painful. <sighs> Just, there we go. Every time someone chirps me, he's like, you can't read. And I'm like, man, I read books all the time. And then I read something and I read it that bad. And I go, can oh, I read damn. though? <laughs> Maybe I'm not reading. <laughs> I'm just I flipping really the pages read? of these books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Painful. Oh, okay. What, what are we talking about today, Zell? Ancient underground cities. And the reason we're talking about this is, well, mainly that I, I, started, I actually started reading Magicians of the Gods by Graham Han- Hancock, and it gets to like the Gobekli Tepe, and it starts talking about this place, Darren Kuyu, yeah, which is a place in Turkey, like pretty much central Turkey, that is, they say up to eighteen stories, like two hundred feet underground, could house between ten and twenty thousand people, and the leading theory right now is going for that it was built at a time when, I think it was like the Hittites back in like five hundred BC or something. They're hiding from enemies in these tunnels. They built the tunnels pretty much to straight from, hide from enemies. But what Graham Hancock and like others say is that a lot of these dates that they've kind of like start, they started to kind of date these tunnels earlier than that, like up to like twelve thousand years ago, and it's kind of like coinciding with like Gobekli Tepe and like the end of the like the like that younger Dryas period where they think that comet hit the ice caps. And then they think actually another comet hit like about 1,200 years later to end like an ice age. So they're pretty much saying there's two theories. There's the ancient alien theory, which is like aliens came down to Earth because they knew there was going to be a cataclysm and they taught people or like either taught or helped people build, like go underground to get away from like this superstorm that was coming. Or that there was this ancient culture that was super advanced that got wiped out by the ice age that like tried to preserve their knowledge by building this. Or they were hiding from someone. Or they're hiding, but from who? Straight, a- straight yeah. aliens. Maybe. Anyways, or like ash. Maybe like I when I saw this, like okay, oh, should we get into the first one here? Why don't you talk about the first one? Yeah. So Darren Kuyu is the one is like the <laughs> main is the main one in Turkey, and they th- they think it's about you know just like five hundred BC, a thousand B- like a thousand BC. Built by people, it's like a, I guess, like a soft, a softer volcanic rock. 
but it's built into like it's built into the ground. Eighteen stories, up to like twenty thousand people could live in this place. And there's like vertical, there's like hundreds of vertical air shafts that are, and some of them are actually like water wells. And from the surface, you can't even tell that there's like an ancient, like a city under there. So the theories start to abound endless from like they're going underground to hide from enemies or to, like I said, like the Graham Hancock, like cataclysm. And they went underground to hide, like to us, to live out the cataclysm as the surface was destroyed pretty much. And this, this one was like recently rediscovered. Yeah, 1963. Yeah, and it was like some some Turkish guy was like, "Hey, what's this room in my basement?" Well, they, yes, <laughs> he's just like they're excavating. Oh. they're like excavating to build like a house, and they like the guy just like breaks through the floor, and there's all of a sudden this like tunnel that's like, "Oh shit!" This has like no end to it almost. And there you go, giant underground city, no big deal. All right, Dan, and what do you know about Darren Kuyu? Well, <laughs> Darren Kuyu has been around for a very long time, but. Like we said, it was recently rediscovered in 1963. Um, before that, the oldest written source about the underground structures were actually in written histories uh, by a guy named Xenophon. And Xenophon was a Greek uh, soldier slash historian um, who is actually the head of one of the most famous uh, Greek mercenary bands called the 10,000 in history. And this guy was so famous. That's his um, band name? Yeah, the 10,000. So not as good as the 300, but pretty good. Oh, no. These guys were better than the 300. Uh, way better, actually. What? No, I'm, I'm not even... I'm not kidding you. This guy, Xenophon, like, generals today study his tactics for... Um, Murdering people? Like, strategic withdrawals. This guy took his 10,000 mercenaries, and they were hired by one of, uh, one of the princes of... Per- well... Yeah, princes of Persia. After one of the kings died, there were two brothers fighting for the throne, and one of them hired Xenophon and his 10,000 soldiers. So these 10,000 soldiers ended up going to war with the one brother. Problem is, once they got way deep into enemy territory, that brother ended up dying in one of the battles. So this guy had to take his 10,000 soldiers and march across pretty much all of Mesopotamia in order to get back to Greece. Like they were in host, they were in hostile territory for miles and miles. It took them months to get home. So it's like an ultimate like, on foot, like an ultimate version of the movie The Warriors. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, behind enemy lines. Oh, that yeah, is hundred percent the story of the Warriors. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you can look this guy up in history books, and I think he's in some of those like badass of the week uh, things. But this dude was the ultimate badass. He he took his soldiers all the way back multiple battles and he they won a majority of them uh all the while retreating like running away oh dude you know what's crazy i just looked it up the warriors film is based on that 100 that makes sense really that makes yeah. sense yeah 100 percent. that's awesome based on yeah. uh xenophon xenophon's anabas yeah or- that's the name of the history the history is called the anabasis which yeah, is basically anabasis. called like the Anabasis is for like get out and run or something. It's it's something I can't remember. Yeah. But oh, that's cool. Because wasn't the Warriors? It was like what twenty versus two, twenty thousand or something. I can't remember exactly how many numbers, but something like they that. they were outnumbered and yeah. they had to go all through all the different enemies' territories. To get back. What? Yeah. To get, was it to get back to Coney Island? Is that what they were from? Yeah. Yeah. 
Xenophon had to bite that like they had to fight their way through not only like the hostile Persian forces, but they also had to fight their way through like mountain tribe areas and all this like crazy stuff all the way through. So they weren't just fighting like one battle. They were fighting multiple battles and uh, all the while running away. And so uh, modern day generals study his tactics uh, for strategic withdrawals. Like that's still valid strategies on how to, you know, run away while fighting. Cool. Yeah, he's a super cool guy. But yeah, he wrote, uh, those are the first times that they have a, a written source of the Derenkuyu structures. And so people have pretty much, I mean, archaeologists pretty much make the assumption that these structures were built by the people in Cappadocia in Turkey uh, as a means to escape pretty much during, because that place is in like, I don't know, that place has been in a constant state of war uh, for I for God knows how long. I don't think it's had like a moment's peace uh for a really really long time um so the people needed a place to hide so they built all these places and then after they hollowed it out it had been used by lots of different groups of people um like you had the natives of turkey using it you also had christians using it back when christianity was not the you know was not the hottest religion on the block uh you had people in there because they have found evidence of uh what looks to be like Christian worshiping sites uh, built and carved out of the the structures in the Derenkuyu things. But the fun thing is, is like Derenkuyu, they think is not, might not be the largest one anymore, even though it's super huge. Um, some people have, uh, archaeologists have actually found another site uh, called Nev, it's like Nev Sahir. Mm-hmm. And this places might be actually bigger. They haven't. Fi- I don't. Th- I don't think they've completed mapping it out yet. But they say it may be as or more extensive uh, than than Derenkuyu. Yeah, the people people think it's not just Derenkuyu. People think there's like hundreds and hundreds of underground cities, usually around like you know like one to three levels. But some like Derenkuyu, you know, like two hundred feet deep. Yeah, I think it's probably their version of bomb shelters, you know? It's like, how else are you going to try to avoid, you know, constant raiding bands and and, uh, people coming into your village and burning it down every now and then? You might as well just go live underground. And they probably heard about the success of some of the villages building their own places. And they're like, you know what? We should do that, too. (laughs) Okay. It's not like you're building that overnight, though. That's what what I mean. I got got an issue with this, and I'll tell you my issue. So you know whoever's coming, you know they're coming. They're coming to burn down your city, steal your women, steal your resources. So you're gonna try and get away. You're gonna go underground. But then there's hundreds of these cities all over the, like all over. So you, do you not think that any invading force, like army, would go in there and be like, oh, well, where'd they go? Well, underground. Um. Yeah, but the thing is, is like an invading force would go in there, and it's like they're not really there to kill the people. They're not there to kill the people or take the women. Oh, they might be there to take the women. That's just kind of like a side. Uh, that's kind of like a bonus, right? They're there. Most armies, when they go into villages, even like, for example, Xenophon, when they were retreating, they didn't go into like slaughter villages. They went in to go get supplies. So, you know, it's like, you probably would just leave out your stuff, like, you know, whatever, some of your grain stores or, um, some of your livestock or something for the armies just to take. And then you would just, while they're doing that, you would just run into your shelters. And then, because they said that these, most of these places, when they were built, you'd only have one or two entrances that were able to be blocked by these huge uh, slabs of stone that they could roll into place and then like essentially lock it into place. And they, they wouldn't be able to get in. 
No, but Darren yeah. Darren Q is like proven to have like hundreds of surface entrances. So it's like well, though, but though they're saying that those came later, like that some of the archaeologists of the articles I was reading, like those those were later additions or people found ways into it over the hundreds of years that it existed. Okay, okay so, so look, I need go, to get this straight. I need get to get it out, this straight. Get it out. So what you're saying to me is that this is built because, you know, you're trying to hide from an invading force. So this wasn't built overnight. So what you're saying is more than likely people had started to build it, got raided. People came in, probably took over and were like, hey, look at this little underground room. You know, if had they finished this, this would have been a good idea. Maybe we'll work on it now. And they worked on it till they were invaded by someone else and it, like other people just until it was done. Because yeah, no- I think I, <laughs> I think you're seriously underestimating like the the state of like that Mesopotamia had been in like it was constant wars. <laughs> like, uh, oh, I guess so. There was probably like a hundred years, you know, where they were just like there were there were fights between uh, like the Muslim and like the the like the Persian nations. Like, but they were then just going if to one person es- if one person escaped, they'd be like, "Yeah, we were building this underground little like room, but it wasn't done yet." So I mean, like underground is not a good place to hide because if eventually after you know these things, like especially Darren Q, you this is not like over twenty years. This is over like generations and generations, probably hundreds and hundreds of years, unless you're an alien and you built this thing overnight. But no, I am not saying that it wasn't built. I'm not saying it was no, no, built no. overnight. I'm saying that the, a lot of those places were add like additions. They probably started out in one area and they kept adding on and adding on you're like hey you know what we need to put in uh what are they they had uh wine storage you know it's like Dude, when water gets scarce you got you gotta you know you gotta be able to get drunk they had a 180 foot ventilation shaft they were there this thing was built for yeah, you need those this thing was built for to live underground for extended periods of time not like you go down and hide out for a month this thing was like built for like like you're going down for a long time. You're gonna. They had like livestock down there, ventilation staff, ventilation shafts. You had fucking wells. You had all this shit underground. Well, so there's two. Yeah, there's two I mean, theories. once they burn down your village, like you have to have some place to live while you rebuild. Yeah, but if even if you barricade the walls, like they can just dig you out. So I mean, it's a bad place to hide. A, I'm guessing I you think know it's what? a terrible in defense place to of hide. that though people were just you know had bad ideas back then I think in general like maybe this you know what I mean like they're like oh let's try it and then they're like ah god damn it they just keep digging in this was a bad idea okay so this this is the mainstream theory that these places were built and not just there hundreds of places all over Europe not just in Turkey these places have been found in Germany up in Scotland like throughout the UK like all across Europe different places so the there's the mainstream theory is these are the only obvious reason is because they had to be used for protection. Like, the, why else would you build sophisticated 18-story things underground that have withstood the test of time? Like, that, there's no evidence of collapse in this thing at all. So right now they're thinking this thing's like, you know, 2,500 years old, 3,000 years old, pretty old, and no collapses. So this, like, sophistic, like sophistication of engineering into these underground City. This is a city, underground city. It's not like a big cave where they had a one, like a one entrance. They sealed it off to hide from people. This thing was like made for extended use, is what it was. You had livestock, like livestock. You pretty much had farms down here and all this shit. So there's that theory that it was used for the mainstream theory is for use for protection. Okay, and then there's the new theory that's slowly being adapt, like adopted that about twelve thousand years ago, because they can't date this place. 
They can't date the stone. So they're just date, dating by other history around the area and what was found inside, pretty much. That's like a lot of these ancient sites. So the other theory, like Graham Hancock and these people, that the cataclysm came, and they're, they're, there's two theories. The ancient aliens theory, that aliens maybe were here on like, like witnessing what happening on Earth and helped people survive this cataclysm. More far-fetched, harder to believe, but an awesome theory. And then Hancock and the boys are saying that there was this an advanced people on the planet at the time before the comet hit, and they built underground bunkers across Europe. And there's actually underground bunkers like this, and they all kind of have the same kind of style in North America too. So their theory is that this was built as like a time, like people were so advanced at the time, or at least one culture was, they managed to build these places to like survive the cataclysm, which lasted like 1,200 years pretty much. So humans pretty much lived underground. And their theory is these giant rolling doors because they have these huge circle doors that you can roll across entrance, entrances to each like floor in Derinkuyu. Their theory is that was more like a weather block rather than like to block people out. Because if you like, it's a big block when you look at the pictures. But if you're an invading force... You would see it like you, yeah, you could, you could, mean, there'd be a hole in the ground. Well, that's <laughs> what I mean. Like, What's you, this? Because, yeah, it's on every floor. So you go down like, okay, there's a, there's something guarding this. Fuck, you could, like, you know, you could break the rock. If you really wanted to get through, you could break the rock. Yeah, but you need like siege equipment to do that. And most of the raiding forces aren't like if you're going to go raid a town, like you're not built for a siege. Like you're not going to go in there and be like, uh, if you're an actual general, you'd be like, go find the food, no, a, you know, a, burn down the houses, whatever, and then burn the fields and then we leave. Right. So if you're living underground, of course, you need farms. Of course, you, you need places for livestock because you need stuff to rebuild. Like you can't just go out. of You can't just you might as well. If you didn't have those things, you might as well just go hide in a cave. No, no, no damn. But what I'm no. saying is, is if if there was surviving a like, it's not a siege. It's not set up for a siege. It's set it's set up for something else, like for some stop something from getting in. But if people wanted to get in, they could easily like break this one. It's one stone. Like if they really wanted in, it's not like they were trying to wait out the people underneath to get them out. They're like, if you wanted to get down, like the entrances are all over. It wasn't like a hiding place. It didn't like they they knew if they knew if they were there, they would have known they're down there. Like so I'm saying the other theory is that because these places are so similar and all around the northern hemisphere, which is like the impact of the Younger Dryas Comet, they think that these places are actually not just built for. I'm not saying that they, they might have been used for protection when people found them later, but the people who first built them built them as a bunker for like the nuclear winter, which was caused by the comet that destroyed the ice caps. That's the other side. That's that, the other. Theory. I think that's plausible. That's fine. Like, you know, I, we don't know how long those things have been there. No, right. We don't know how much, you know, because you can't date, you can't carbon date rock and there's not many artifacts and stuff left in those places. But even the artifacts that were left in there, that's no evidence of how long those places had actually been uh, inhabited by humans. So yeah, they could have been built a lot earlier than, before than what what was originally thought you know i think what they thought they were around like 800 to 700 AD or something like that is what they kind of date them at i think um but yeah the, the, how long those caves have actually been there and how long that uh had people actually been using it as a you know shelter of some sort that that's pretty much anyone's guess yeah got another out there theory you hide underground because it's easier to hide from things in the sky. Like? UFOs. Giant birds. Pterodactyls. <laughs> Pterodactyls. 
<laughs> Mesopotamia had a huge pterodactyl problem, if you didn't know. Yeah, huge problem. Aliens. Sounds aliens. Alien pterodactyls. That's my alien throwout to this theory. But I'm like, it, it's to me, my mind goes to a, like an earth-ending event. That's what I think, like... You know, some people, you know, heard like you got you got to go underground. You got to seal off. You can't have the air becomes poison, right? You got to be careful how much you let in. That's that's one of the theories, and it just it kind of coincides with like the like the dis- discovery of Gobekli Tepe, and then you have all these yeah. underground cities across Europe, Europe, and like mi- the Middle East, all kind of like eerily similar. So, you know. It kind of seems like it was done by like a, a like the same kind of person. Kind of like pyramids around the like around the world are very similar. And the, like the theory from like the alternative theory of pyramids and stuff, it was done by maybe a not necessarily fully global spanning civilization, but like at least like across oceans, like from Central America, South America, Egypt to China. There's the same type of pyramids. So they're thinking that the same type of thing, whatever whatever happened. You know, at the end of the last ice age, if it was a comet, or some people think it might have been like some type of giant solar flare. Less evidence for that one, but whatever happens, people went underground, is what the other theory is. And that, yeah, maybe the Hittites and other people later used these things for protection because they were there. But the level of engineering and stuff seems way more than people should have had at the time. Is what it's just kind of like when those ancient structures, like, well. We don't know how they built it, but it's there, so therefore they must have built it. It's kind of like the, the kind of like the thinking. Hello, hello. Yeah, yeah sorry, yeah, I got ma- delayed there. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense to me. I mean, that's that's you know that's that's the thing about caves. You know, the caves and like natural structures and and using natural structures for uh, habitation. It's like you don't really know how long people had actually been in there or how long they have been using it, but. Um, if people had been adding on to it that easily and they at, like that rock, especially the, well, Darren Kuyu, uh, specifically and some of the other structures in Turkey, known structures in Turkey, like they have a lot of like volcanic, the volcanic rock. So it's a lot softer and easier to shape. At least that's what most of the, the geologists say. Um, so easier to shape and they, stuff, but you now when you go 18 stories deep, you really have to know the engineering of how to su- have enough to support the floors above. So it's yeah, not, it's not like you're not, mean, you're not just digging through soft rock. Deeper, if they went deeper, like that would have been later, and those people probably would have learned from their mistakes. I would think. Could be. But, Could be. You know, so I would say like I would say that the probably like the the caves that were closest to the surface would have probably been the earlier ones, and then the ones that went deeper. I mean, I mean, duh. <laughs> like if you're digging, it's like the ones that are on it top would be the earliest, and then the ones that go towards the bottom would have been the ones that came later. You I di- wonder how heavy these stones are that they roll in front of the the doors. I'm like looking at pictures of them, and I'm like, they're about two tons, I think. How yeah. how are they moving them? There's it doesn't look like a lot of area to get a lot of leverage if you block the passage. Well, they're round, so they roll. I think they kind of like they roll, roll them with a stick. Oh, oh, and okay, I see, I see. On this picture, I found another picture. I thought they kind of like dropped into place, but I see they probably roll out, hit the wall on the other side, and then you can push and roll it back. Yeah. Which then, oh, and then you just you just wedge the other side because I was like, yeah, pretty much. Seems that seems how they're built at least. Interesting. 
Now, what about other like other fame, other like ancient cities? Though there's not just this one. There's as a, like there's hundreds across, and some of them are more popular than others. Um, I mean, you have underground cities all over the world. I mean, even in Rome, like Rome itself is built on older cities. Like all of Rome is built on older cities. Like I've been uh, when I went there to Rome. Uh, we went underneath a lot of a lot of the underground structures are built uh, underneath churches. Uh, because it used to be like secret Christian worshiping sites, but you go in there and you'll you'll you're going like four or five stories down underground, and there's there's these uh, it's almost like houses, living spaces, everything, which is incredible to me, you know. Um, but if you want to go really far back, then I think some like the original ones, uh, people think like there's still people believe or some experts believe that there are still underground uh cities beneath egypt or beneath uh giza on the giza, on the giza plateau at least yeah they say there's an underground complex on the giza for sure mm-hmm. and some people pl- uh date that i i try to find where they say oh somebody's like oh it dates back to at least fifteen thousand years and i tried to look up where somebody got those numbers and i couldn't find where anybody really got those numbers from <laughs> Well, I think, yeah, this is, that's the same type of thing with the pyramids. They're like, well, there's Egyptians here at this time. Therefore, they must have built them because they were, they claim, they say they were doing work to them. So, you know, but it's tough to tell who really was the first. Like, the Egyptians obviously built to the pyramids and like temples and stuff around, but doesn't necessarily built everything. Just because, like, the same thing, like the Sphinx, they're pretty much proving it now that the Sphinx has got to be way older than they say because of the weather erosion in the Sphinx enclosure. So there's definitely a civilization before the Egyptians. Say the Egyptians did build the pyramids, and that was all that was 100% true. The Sphinx is now proven to be like at least double as old. So more closer to the time of Gobekli Tepe rather than Egypt. Right. I mean, they're saying things about the how the uh, some histories specifically mention the Sphinx, and they say how the head had originally been a lion and wasn't really the face that we see today. Right. I yeah, mean, people, people say that like that, you, and that, and that goes like with the like procession of the equinox stuff. Like it would have been like the age of Leo, which would have been you know many thousands of years before they think it was built. Mm-hmm. But then everyone's well, like, no, they didn't. They didn't know about that. They didn't know about the procession. But and yeah. you, they kind of did though. And there's a lot of strange kind of stuff that comes out of like Arab history, uh, having to do with the Giza plateau and underground. Uh, areas under there um at least i think one uh arab writer whose name was uh atelem sani and apparently his hit one of his histories is preserved in the british museum and it reads about how a group actually um had entered the great pyramid through a different through a tunnel and then they had found a side chamber in which they had found a glass goblet that had a very strange color or it looked a very rare color and also had a very unique texture and said um, when they were leaving as they were leaving and they were done exploring, they said one of the party actually went missing. And then upon returning to find him, he said, they said that he came out to them naked and laughing. And he said, do not follow or seek me. And he ran back into the pyramid and then, <laughs> 
So I don't know what to make of that. That they believed that he was enchanted or somehow, um, you know, had gone insane or perhaps seen something that he couldn't possibly explain. Um, but he, that's one of the kind of stories that comes out of there. Like there is something underneath the Giza plateau and nobody seems that eager to explore it or people do seem eager to explore it. But a lot of those, um, it's also rumored that there's like a large water, uh, transport system underneath the Giza plateau. Like, uh, like there are caves and there's evidence of like water movement through their artificially created, uh, waterways and things like that. But all of that stuff is off limits, you know, is sealed off by the Egyptian government. Yeah, it's like people want to research it, but it's been sealed off by the gatekeepers, pretty much. Interesting. I was like, well, they always say about that. There's that room under the Sphinx's paw too. Like people, they think that it was there before and it's been sealed up, and no one wants even wants. They won't even let like testing go on around there, like that lidar testing. Yeah. Weird. I wonder why. I wonder what the reasoning is. Well, say Egypt. Like what? How long? Like for about like 500 years now, they kind of been. You know, the story of like Egypt has been building and like Egyptology has like built this like this is what happened in these dynasties and this who did this. So if something came along that really threw that off of whack and they're like, well, we cannot like this does not line up with anything we've been teaching. It would really. You know, a lot of people got a lot of uh, a lot of time and life invested into that theory. So I think it's when those type of theories try and be challenged that they're really hard. Like there's a lot of pushback, I think. So if there is something that's like the smoking gun, like, you know what? The theory you have is not 100% correct. People seem, I think, more reluctant to like kind of accept. It takes a long time to be accepted, I think. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, you have a lot of these Egyptologists that have been doing this for so long. And, like, you know, they have made themselves out to be the experts and they are the authorities on this stuff. But we keep finding more things that question the previous, um, like, previous assumptions and and their versions of history uh, that they are. And like, these are their careers, you know, and they don't necessarily want some of this stuff to get out, or I'm sure they have their own motivations to keep this stuff covered up because it would put their careers at risk, their livelihoods. hundred percent. It's be a slow transition of thought. Anyways, what else, what else is in, there's like, there's more stuff around there too. What about like the city of Petra? Like super, oh. super uniquely carved entrance in that. That's where they rock. keep the Holy Grail, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you have chosen oh, the, pen, the, pen, the penitent man, the pe- the penitent man, the penitent man, the penitent man. Um, I hundred percent thought that was fake for e- almost ever, and I thought that was just a movie thing. Right? It's fucking crazy. Right into the fucking wall, wall of the mountain. Yeah. And like so intricate and in the middle of fucking nowhere. And they think they, some people have like, are trying to date that place to like 9,000 BC. So they think Petra is like that. It's like almost, it's like approaching, I'll go Beckley Tepe era. Some people say, it, and it's like what? carved so precisely. It looks like it's so artistic, like the carving into the wall. Yeah. It's, it's, it's stunning. It's it's it says something that all these places where they can't really date and they're not really sure exact how old it is, you know, all go underground. 
That's what I mean. It's like that's a, it's a theory that's building that these places. Okay, well let, which, let's let's throw the, also... let's throw the theory that Petra was a place to hide from people because it's ornately decorated like this is the entrance. It's not hidden. Like yeah. this is the entrance to the city with a big ass door. You know, a fucking thirty foot door into the into the mountain. I don't know. They can't. They can't all be used for initially used for protection because this thing is wide open. Like, there's no protection here. Yeah. You just you go in. Even if you barricaded the door, it's an easy. It's still an easy entrance. Oh, it's yeah. It's just so. It's it goes to say something like what you know. Why why is everyone doing under going underground and stuff and all these civilizations going under there? And then you like you hear theories of like them building like an underground city underneath the Denver airport. You're like, hmm, interesting. Hmm, why, why is everyone going underground? What's what's about yeah. to happen? What do they what, um, what, what do they know? Yeah, who? I just, yeah, it's it's it. I I just always think of some sort of like earth-ending event where like civilizations knew something was happening and they just like hunkered down and then just get blasted back to the Stone Age. Well, you have the stories of like the Paiutes. I think it's the Paiute uh, Native Americans. Uh, that had the story of how they their ancestors were led underground by, you know, uh, I think they call them like the ant people or something like that. It's like mole man. Like, no, not mole man. Ant man. So Paul Rudd. Oh, <laughs> um, an entire civilization of Paul Rudd's uh, led the Paiute Indians underground uh, during like a cataclysmic time in their history uh, to keep them safe. Um. There are mythologies from all over the world that have, you know, almost every single culture has an uh, an underworld, you know, whether it has to do with death or that's where the gods are from, uh, things like that. I mean, you have the Mayan and the Mayans and the Aztecs, you know, they held their caves and their cenotes, which they believed were entrances into the underworld. And those were holy places. And we keep mm-hmm. finding these uh temples or shrines uh underneath the ground underneath uh pyramids like they just found that jaguar god uh they found that whole stash of jaguar god shrines and uh offerings that they had had um uh i think it was the aztec ones and you know there's always been a fascination or there's been something about the underground that our ancestors either knew about or something was special about it. Cause it's like, why else would they try so hard to get down there? Why would you go down there to uh, perform these rituals? And why would it be such a special and holy place? It's true. Why? Yeah. Why underground? I guess you, know, you have places like, uh, like in caves are awe inspiring though. When you like see like a big entrance to a cave, you're just like, Oh man, this, fucking, this thing looks, this is insane. Yeah. It wouldn't have done it wouldn't I don't know if going underground would have uh done well in like a great flood. Might be a <laughs> might be a bad place to No, but not not the whole world was flooded is yeah. the biblical thing. Right? Sea levels would have rose for sure. But what what's the elevation of this place in Turkey? Oh. Okay, I just had a I had a um a, 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 a interesting thought just popped in my head. I'm going to say it. it might sound really stupid. Um, I was just thinking about, I was reading and then I was looking at the great flood and then I'm like, Oh, in my brain, I want, I wonder if there's ever like the great fire. And I'm like, well, I guess that could have been like when the meteor hit. Right. 
And then I'm like, oh, I wonder if there's like a great hurricane, like you know, the, all the elementals, like you have and then the, the, the fire, great flood, the great struck. fire, and then like you always hear about the giant earthquake coming, right? The big, <laughs> the big one. I always wait. That's gonna set off all the volcanoes. And only the Avatar can save us all. Well, Master of all four elements. Yeah. So no. Yeah. So go underground until he, he shows comes up with his flying bison. Save us. No. Nope. Save us. Um, well, here, no, well, it's the thing at D- Darren Kuyu, though. We're going back to Darren Kuyu for a second. This place is 1300 meters above sea level, way above any, any type of flooding that would have resulted. Yeah, so you wouldn't be in any kind of danger. So, that. The, the comet, say the comet, it was this is how it went the comet f- like f- came through Earth's atmosphere, fragmented, struck the ice cap in multiple places, instantly incinerating large volumes of the ice cap, like huge meltwaters and floods. And all that water vapor would have resulted in huge rainfall, I'm sure. Yeah. It would have disrupted the ocean's currents and, like, how it works, how it just, like, distributes, like, heat around the world. And this is what they – because no one really sure is what, ha- what was sure, like happened at, the like, the Younger Dryas period because it was, like, a it was a warming from the last ice age and all of a sudden got plunged into an ice age again, which Graham Hancock and this all these colleagues are saying that this cataclysm, like the comet – hits the ice caps, disrupts climate so much, plunges the world back into an ice age for like a thousand years, 1500 years, and then slowly comes back out of it. And as it comes back out of it, you kind of see, that's where, that's the, they're now they're dating that to Gobekli Tepe. Yeah, but but that's a big stretch because with that, you would, this would already, you would have need, this would have needed to be built. That's what I'm saying. That's why the theory is, an advanced culture or an alien race knew the comet was coming and they built these to protect humanity. Cause they, a lot of people say like the younger dryas almost wiped out humans like completely like high 90%. So like the people that survived, the theory is that these people are the ones who went underground and had advanced knowledge or were given advanced knowledge by whatever means, either a different civilization Knew it was coming. Who had advanced astronomy? I don't know about telescopes. Like who knows? But that's the other theory: is that some some somehow they knew. There's ancient alien theory that aliens came down, helped them build this stuff, and preserved life, or that we were just advanced enough at the time to see it coming and prepare. That's the other theory. It, yeah, it's just that's a weird one because I'm trying to think of like, okay, if humans, if we were spacefaring. And we were like, we had some sort of non, except we would never, we're, we fucking land on a planet, whether or not we know if something's there or whatever, even if there's some microbio, we're just like, yes, get on it. Uh, but I was like, if we had some sort of Star Trek pack where we had like a non-contact thing with life and you knew with our technology that a comet was going to come and hit this planet and potentially wipe out all surface life, Can't would you not interfere or would dude. humans go, life's... Why are you saying humans? Right. Why are you saying space brain humans? I don't know. I'm just saying it, it would, would humans do it. Like would like our civilization no, help? We have the prime directive. Can't interfere. Well, in, in Star Trek, we wouldn't. But the, you know. <laughs> okay, so so I'm like saying aliens come they down. They're terrible like, scientists. Ah, maybe right? they're We're n- gonna. <laughs> they're not coming. Dig. Maybe aliens aren't coming down. Maybe they are just always been watching. They're always they're like we're the science experiment. That's. Yeah, I, I you know and that's like, such a cool theory, but I'm like, God, that must be like the most boring job. Like ten thousand years, you have to keep an eye on them. 
You know, maybe these aliens are extremely long lived or whatever, no. but it's like dude, ten thousand years. No, 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 no. You got you're an alien. You're you're an alien species that advanced. You're not personally keeping an eye on. You have tools or satellites or you know some type of technology that keeps the eye on eye on us on the planet on what's going on 10, all the measurements. Thousand years. Something's happened. Yeah, but what's why? Well, why not? I mean, look at how you're far our you're civilization that has come You've been in a, you've been advanced years. for a mil- like. Why would they even care about us in ten thousand? years? Dude, maybe time. That's that's assuming time affects them. The same way. Yeah, you're you're, you're thinking about too human here. Too human. Yeah, we don't even know that they would experience time in the linear fashion like we do. Interdimensional. They don't experience. We divided time how we divided it, and they have a whole different. They experience time different, maybe. Who knows? I'm spit. I'm spitballing theories. I'm spitballing all the theories I've heard. Because for just for, just for we're gonna we're make these elaborate caves just to, to survive an attack when we could just run to the hills ahead of time if they're not going to chase us anyway. They're not going to chase you down down well, into the ground. I don't. And I don't think people would run. Yeah, I think people would. If you're looking for safety. No, if people uh, have been people looking for lazy, safety, though. we've been taking shelter in caves for thousands of years. Like that's where you would hide when that was the place to get out of the rain or the snow or, you know. Well, I think actually we avoided them for a long time because you know cave bears, cave bears ain't nothing to fuck with. Fuck those guys yeah. are fucking huge. I still get I still get hung I still get hung up on the fact though that if we're building this thing, just because we're like we like to hide in caves. We want to make our own cave. The am- amount of time it would take to make this fucking thing would be crazy. But not like the not the whole. I'm saying it's just not the whole thing. You know, just to make a little beginning of it. Like you set up a village outside that area and say, okay, you know, we need to build some place underground. You know, it's like building the ark. It's like building Noah's ark. You know, it's like you just take time to to do it, but you can do it. Right? I think they would be able to do it, especially with they were able to work with the rock there since it was like, you know, easily shaped and they were just fortunate enough to have that kind of uh, that kind of rock to work with. And I you know what? The big thing I always forget is what the fuck else are you going to do? Yeah, that's what I always forget. Like back then, what the fuck else are you going to do? You got nothing else to do, man. Survive. I said it before. We Every could dig survive. a 30 foot hole like bored in the bush. You could. You'd just be so bored. 30-foot hole, we could not do it without technology. Yeah, can't you remember like being a kid and you're like, man, there's nothing to do. Let's dig a hole. Like That was yeah. the most fun the thing to do is like, dig a hole. Yeah, like a build hole. a... F- dude, and build a fort. That's all I wanted to do as a kid. That's primal. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. The makes way more in sense there. now. In your primal. DNA. You're fort like, building. I want to dig a hole and build a fort. So no connection between Younger Dryas, Common Impact, and humanity surviving. Just all... S- Whoever survived was just lucky. There was no pre, no one went, no one went underground. The few who survived just they survived and restarted civilization on their own. Well, I'm gonna say that maybe, maybe rather than having to have aliens come down or whatever, you can just put it, slip it into our DNA. Like dig, like you know what I mean. Like dig, dig hole, like seek shelter, for for to, like. Because, like, when I was a kid, no one was attacking me, and we'd build, like, spike walls and shit on our, like, forts in the forest. Like, we bar- would barricade the fort. We'd have a secret entrance. And I was like, we were just kids, like, having fun. And I was like, that was what we'd have, like, w- what were we thinking? 
So I'm like, why, why not? Like, you know, you can plug that into a species DNA. You're like, you know, shit's coming. I, I want them to dig. Oh, dude, this is getting me into the simulation theory. Well, thinking. okay. More okay. So than that. Okay. But like, <laughs> as your kid is different, you have no worries. You don't have to worry about food, or your next meal. But as you become an adult at that time, especially like you need to eat. There was economies like it wasn't like there was no yeah. economy. It was like they were, yeah, had, had the, a reason yeah, to do. Yeah, that goes back to being like, yeah, they didn't have to do this. But then you go look at places like Gobekli Tepe, which were built around the time where people were still hunter gatherers. Well, you were still I'm reliant you, on like what nomadic they, they food think, sources. No, they think they no, think they were hunter gatherers. They that's Dude, the theory right now. They think we're, they were hunter gatherers. We're just Sims. We're just Sims playing Age Empires here. <laughs> like you guys hunt gather. Now you bunch dig. Like yeah, okay. we gotta build our and then wonder. For ten thousand years, we gotta build our we, wonder so we, we can win. We need more influence dig, points. Dig, dig, <laughs> dig, 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 dig. We're just a video game, man. I, it all comes full circle. We're just a simulation. It's the only way this makes sense. You're just like, yep, go ahead. and now you will dig, and now you will build a pyramid, and now we're gonna build a city. And we're gonna build a hot tub. Oh, you know what that means God, Godzilla's coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my head. <laughs> it's, brain just blew his own mind. Pop. Yeah. Um. How long do you think we've gone in this one? No About idea. An hour? No idea. Okay. Um. I just don't know if I'll be able to do a lot of after hours because I still have to get some stuff ready for my trip. Yeah, hmm. Look at me. I'm Mr. Braden. I got to I do things and go places. Well, I'm a cool guy and I do cool things. So. I just can't read. <laughs> <laughs> Everything but read. Um, do we have any other underground cities we want to talk about, touch on before? No, I just like the theory of the underground cities more than... I know more about uh, that more than all the cities combined. I just want to make Still, an honorable mention of the Longyu Caves before we go. Which ones are those? The Longyu Caves are the ones that they discovered in China uh, after uh, like a village decided to pump out these caves. Near that. They had like an underground kind of pond and after they pumped it out uh they discovered that it was this huge cave network uh that were man-made uh they said that um the caves are huge considering they're man-made they said the average floor area of each cave is about a hundred or no it's about a thousand square meters um, with heights about a hundred almost a hundred feet and so they said there's a the total area uh comes out to about like uh, 30,000 square meters and it's all man-made used for protection. Nobody knows. There's no historical record of this existing ever. Nobody even knew about it. Even the village that lived there, they didn't know that those caves were there until they pumped out the water. So I'm telling you, man, this goes back way back. Way, yeah, there's way like, back. and there's like, there looks like there's primitive carvings on the walls. There's all these like, like Stella's reliefs and things like this. They're not intricate in any really way. There's no real carvings or, you know, it looks like what could be considered like a history or writing. Uh, but there are what looks to be intelligently designed, you know, rooms or look, they look man-made and there's no historical record whatsoever of That's these cool. ever existing. Those are fucking cool. Those are super cool. So I'm hoping to hear more about that as they do more studying about it. Get on it. Dan, get on it. Get back to us. Yeah, okay, yeah. Let me go get my stuff. I'm going yep. to China, everybody. Dan's going on a archeolo- archaeological trip. Back in Let me go get my whip and my hat. Six months. Yep. Get my fez. Uh, and put my fez on. All right. 
Anyways. And your and your smoking jacket, my yeti, yeah. <laughs> yeti, <fur lines. laughs> yeti jacket. Anyways, there's h- hundreds of underground dwellings across Europe, from Scotland all the way to Turkey and beyond to Jordan and farther. It's just fun to think about. Why and are we digging holes? Why are we fucking digging so deep and so you know why why so deep why so many and why everywhere across the whole place can't be dated. Just whatever was found there, that's how they date it. They're like, well, this was here. These guys lived at this time. Therefore, it must be these guys. And why Why else would you dig besides protection at this time? Like, there's wars going on. It's obviously the easiest answer, it seems like. But at the same time, you go back, you find these structures that are so much older than we should have been building at the time, you know, 10, 11, 12,000 years ago or older. I don't know. Who knows? But it's fun to theorize about. Hashtag look it up. Look it up. <laughs> Think about it. Um, I I we don't have any new five star reviews, and that's not that's not a slight. That's not a slight against anyone. We've actually recorded this one earlier, so there hasn't been a lot of uh, time between our last podcasts. So. Yeah, we haven't got the uh, actually weekly update. Probably actually, yeah, yeah. So, um, none no new five star reviews. Any on Facebook? Uh, I did see some pop up. Come back to me in a second. I'm gonna see if I can find them. Well, we're on reviews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got, one, I got one. I got one. All right, here we go. This is from Tina Palmachan. Uh, she actually, I'll read her review, but she also sent us a beautiful uh, message, a private message. Um, I read halfway through and it brought a tear to my eye. So I was like, oh, you boys should read that after as well. Here's... Tina's five-star review. Awesome conspiracy podcast. Work can get tedious at times, and the boys do an awesome job of getting you hooked on alien abductions, government conspiracies, paranormal activity, and cryptids. You know you have been binge listening the shit out of the podcast when you start reading the reviews exactly how Braden would. So not so you struggle through them. <laughs> uh all of you guys bring great personality, making it such a fun listen every time. Keep up the great work, guys. I just want to add that if you are reading this and you aren't open-minded or too sensitive, don't listen. It's that simple. Hashtag no butthurt zone. <laughs> Where did you, where'd you even find uh, that review? Where was that? Unless, <laughs> unless you've been probed, then please tell us all your story. Uh, P.S. Thanks to the shout-out to our small zone. Small town of Zealand on case file number 27. I was shocked. I've been recommending your podcast to everyone. Thanks, Tina. That was a really nice po- uh, review. Zealand. It's a face- Facebook, uh, Facebook review. That must be an old one. It That's popped awesome. up as brand new. It was probably just most helpful. So that was helpful. Number one helpful uh, review. Yeah, it was a good one. That's all I had for reviews. Got Maddie Bob. Just started listening to you guys and absolutely loved the podcast. Great views on conspiracies, and I've never seen more Canadian national pride as I witnessed in episode 18, Ron Pond. <laughs> Canadian national pride, it's true. Uh, what else we got? I think that's it. That's all we got. Got, all some, the- got some new Patreons. I've also noticed there's a couple Patreoners who think they're getting slick. I like it, yep. Yeah, have you figured that out? I'm starting to see a trend here by a couple. A little up and downs? A little up and downs nonstop because then their name pops up at the top of the notifications all the time. Oh, trying to gain the system, huh? Yeah, trying to gain the system. 
Well, it worked. <laughs> uh, so I'm actually didn't ten dollars pledge. <laughs> um, so we got new Patreoners: Trent, oh, Digioa, Digioa, Gustavo, to Pete, um, and that's it. Those are because we we've recorded so close together. So there's not together. a bunch of new ones together. There's a bunch of people who keep editing them up and down. You guys think you're slick. We're on to you. I see you. We, we're on to you. <laughs> I see you. But we can't stop it, so just keep doing it. Who cares? Yeah. And that's all I got. Wait, who's your Pearl Lobster of the Week? God damn it. I fucking I closed it somewhere. You guys remember who that was? The guy who sent the picture from the volcano? Um was it on our was it on our Instagram? It was I have no awesome. idea. I have no idea. So someone quickly find it. What was this guy's fucking name? I had it earlier, uh, somehow closed it down, got a little too drunk, a little too stoned. Was it on Facebook? I have no idea. So, this is the problem. This is the problem I go through now every day. I don't know where stuff comes from when I see it. I'm like, oh, this is fucking cool. I saw that too, and I was like, I also said, oh, this is cool. No, not no. Um, everyone, bear with us. We're gonna find it. We're gonna do it. All right, buddy. Who? Oh, I found it. Where is um, it? Eric Molina. Yeah, I just, yes. I just, I just saw it. Yeah, <laughs> I win. I it? win the game of find it. Uh, Eric Molina. He repped. Uh, the ATT alien theorist theorizing stacked original stacked gray t-shirt uh, at one of an, an active volcano at El Serrero Verde in El Salvador. Is that how I say any of that? El then? Salvador. El Salvador. Photog. Photography. Oh, he sent a, he sent a, he sent one mean mug and two at the top. Oh. Yeah. Where so, was that on? Yeah, 100%, 100%. It's on Facebook. It's in uh it's in like the inbox, but you just have to scroll way down to uh Tuesday you see Eric Molina. He sent a wicked uh mean mugging at the top of the crater. Prolapse Zell's prolapse of the week, Eric Molina. Oh yeah. Absolute legend. Absolute legend. Fuck yeah. Uh any other news? Anything else we got to plug? Stay tuned. Because very shortly, Lucky Monkey will have four new songs online. Check them out. I'll make sure to uh, I'll, spam everyone and let you know. Oh, I want to I wanna listen to them. I think I've heard a bunch of new songs, but I can't wait to have them on my phone. Also, if you're not already on our Patreon, we're trying out new things, which is live streaming the podcast so you can join our Patreon, get on our Discord. Uh, you can live chirp us as we're recording the podcast. It's not distracting at all. No. As I was getting... <laughs> Instant chirped and my anxiety level was going high as I was struggling to read and everyone was live chirping me. Um, <laughs> staring into Brayden. Uh, you, you can hear the pain in his voice. Li- <laughs> if you want to live chirp the theorist, join our Patreon. Yeah. Um, all levels get access to our Discord channel. It's live a good chirps time. all day long. Uh, and you can chirp us at all times and we get notifications. <laughs> <laughs> we will know right away how you feel about us. That's part of the deal is we can't turn off our notifications, so it always just beeps and it goes, this person. Ba-ding. <laughs> You're like, oh, who said what now? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Not again. Uh, no, it's actually, we get really good discussions going on there. I always like coming when there's a whole bunch of unread messages and I scroll through them. Pop on. So um, it says 45 unread. You're like, oh, shit. Go. It was popping off. I wonder what everyone was talking about. Uh, what, uh, anything else we got to plug? Mm, nope. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, As we always say at the end of these, keep those eyes on the skies. (laughs) 